from the banks of the Avon. Welcome to Blog Sheet Rebranded with your host, Rick Sherwood. He is here to give some insights on how to live life better, happier, just by being true to yourself. These insights come from not only his years as a psychotherapist, but also his many life experiences. Let's hear what he has to talk about today. Take it away, Rick. Well, Miss Rebecca, greetings and welcome to this Thursday. It has been cold this week. I know for a lot of people, they're going to be saying, well, how cold's it been? Well, it's been like minus 10, minus 12 for a high since Monday. Not real warm. And considering, like I said, you know, we were coming into basically an absent winter where everybody was saying, where's the snow? Where's this? Where's that? And, uh, well, guess what? Mother Nature just showed who's the boss. It's been cold. It's been snowy. And everyone, welcome to winter and cold weather. I've got uh, people down in Florida who are listening who are also telling me it is cold in Florida. So if you're going to head to the Sunshine State this week, make sure that you bundle up a little tiny bit. I got relatives out in Oregon. They're showing pictures of uh, what is normally a very green yard. Uh, They get very little snow where they are along the coast. And uh, they were tobogganing down the, the hills in their backyard. And uh, so again, so for everybody, please enjoy what you can. Avoid the cold and all that stuff if you can. And if you can't, y'all bundle up. So Miss Rebecca, I think what we are going to talk about this week, and it's a theme. People say to me, what's it like to be a therapist? Well, first of all, everything that walks through the door, you never know what it's going to be. You never really quite know, because even the person who's suicidal one week, they come back next week and they're not suicidal the next week, or they're even more suicidal. You just do not know. And the people who walk through and, you know, life is going along pretty pretty bumpily, then all of a sudden things turn around and their world, uh, it's in instant by instant changes. But there are themes. One of the themes of this time of year is because we're kind of lagging behind, right? So we're a couple weeks into January, so you have the people who you know, I would have saw right before Christmas, I've seen them you know, maybe since, or I haven't seen them at all, and they're just making an appointment, and they want to come through the door, and when they come through the door, they're like, oh my god, Rick, my family, oh my, f- oh, Rick, and that is the theme, the pressure from family, the pressure to show up. The pressure to not show up. The pressure to do or not do. Kind of funny thing. This past weekend, I was browsing around. Sherry is a rather easy person to purchase birthday presents for, and her birthday is coming up shortly. So I was able to, in one swoop, go, boom, look at that, amazing. And she will be like, wow, that's just, thank you so much. Easy. Rebecca, I go, hey, what would you like for your birthday? Because, again, it's coming up very soon as well. And she goes, I don't know. And I go, okay. And she goes, I would like an experience. And I go, and this is, this is honest, folks. So I looked at her and I said, do you have really nice, warm, fuzzy socks on? And she was like, yeah, the look on her face right now, we're going to get her in on this in a second. And I said to her, I said, Rebecca, I said, have you ever had really warm, fluffy socks? Like, like you know, the double insulated, you know, the, the, the slipper type socks? And she's like, no. And I said, do you have a drawer full of them now? She says, yeah. And I said, uh, would that be a new experience? And she looks at me and she says, yeah. 
And I said, well, then there is your experience for your, for your uh, birthday. You get to go in and drag out a new pair of socks every day. And you get to walk around. It's like a new experience every day. And what did you think of that when I, when I said that, Rebecca? You're being a smartass. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh. But the fact is, folks... This is one of these interesting things that, again, right? So what I do, I try very hard to go, how do I meet the expectations of people or surpass them? And that has gotten me in a lot of trouble over my lifetime because I will then expect people to put in kind of that same type of expectation. And so I look at Rebecca and I go, so Rebecca, do you have any idea what you want for your birthday? Are you asking me now? Yeah, I'm asking you right now. Yeah, there's a few thousand people who want to know. <sighs> and folks, that anguish, that anguish that you just heard in her voice, that is the anguish that we all go through. We go through it so much at this time of year because of the expectations that we put on other people, that we put on ourselves, and that... This lagging, this holding on to this pressure following the holiday season, it's unbelievable. And so people all the time are, are walking in. And, and again, in the Northern Hemisphere with, with the snow and the cold, people are cooped up and they're like, oh my word, I can't do this. Kind of brings them back to COVID days. And so I'm not really going to put Rebecca on the spot, but you could hear in her voice. Because Rebecca, how much pressure did it feel like? When I said, hey, what do you want for your birthday? A lot of pressure. And so think about that, folks. Because does Sherry feel that pressure to what she's going to buy you? <laughs> okay, folks. And that's, see, that's the ping pong that goes back and forth. The pressure. Okay. And so what we need to do. And so she thinks, you know what? I'm going to take the pressure off and I'm going to go, I want an experience. I don't need a thing. And I go, great, huh, um, how big does the experience need to be for it to feel like, hey, it was, somebody put a lot of thought into it. Years ago, there was a lady and, and she worked at Perth District Health Unit. She worked with my ex-wife and she won a captain for a day for a firefighter. And so her one child was just in love with the idea of being a firefighter, in love with fire trucks, in love with everything to do with, you know, the sirens and the hoses and the ladders and the jaws of life and all the things that go with that. And so this kid won this package, right, where you're the fire chief for a day. And so one of the things that she said was, oh, my God, what will I do for my other two children? Because what she won really monetarily didn't cost her that much. She bought a ticket and she was very lucky. What she won for that son, for years after that son would talk about it, even more determined to be a firefighter, even more determined to drive a fire truck, even more determined to do all these things. Couldn't, couldn't ask for a more perfect gift for that child. But then what happened? Immediately that pressure went on her. And so, you know, you know what happens? Here's a beautiful song from Kenny Rogers. Just think about these here words. Right? Coward of the county. That's how we all feel. If we don't step up enough. Everyone considered him the coward of the county. 
And so as a parent, as a person, right, we are always trying to instill in the people around us, it's okay. But the reality is we are pretty petty. And an example I'm going to use of this, right, where, you know, this idea of being the coward of the county, right, because you don't stand up and you don't say, hey. And so that poor lady who bought that ticket, you know, fire chief for a day, son, just seventh heaven forever about that. You know, you got a fire hat. Like he was just, he was on top of the world. Back about a decade ago, working in a nursing home, a long-term care facility, uh, there was a, a pair of sisters. And the one sister was a captain in the Air Canada fleet of planes at that time. And her sister had had other accomplishments, but didn't have the the appearance of a flamboyant life because she had succeeded in other things. She had become an x-ray technologist. She had been other things where she had gone to school and progressed through. She'd become bored. She'd go back to school, learn something else, get bored, go back to school, learn something else. And this is what she did. And she did it over and over and over. The Air Canada pilot, she just did what she did right, right out of high school. I want to be a pilot. And that was the path she got on. And it was so funny because the two of them trying to get them to sit down to agree to things, you know, within the nursing home and how the parents would be treated and things about, you know, what would go on. The two of them hated each other and they absolutely just despised each other. And I said to them independently, why? And they both looked at me and said, well, you've met her. And I was like, yeah, I've met you both. I think you're both lovely people. I don't see the problem. Well, but she's so arrogant. And I was like, wow, really? I, I hadn't got the sense. She just told me the truth about what she did for a living. Well, she's she's so pretentious. And again, this is the other one saying it. And I'm like, no, she just talked to me about her life. I didn't get a sense of being pretentious at all. Interestingly... Where this had started was when one of them turned 16, so the oldest one who was the pilot, when the pilot turned 16, her father, quite affluent, had gone out and had bought her a very exotic convertible for her birthday. I think it was a Jaguar, can't remember exactly, been a number of years, and quite frankly, I don't have notes from them. But the fact is, it was this exotic car. The younger daughter, being a couple years older, when she got to 16, and I'll, I'll never forget this, her father bought her a convertible Corvette. In my mind, the Corvette stands out more. And the Corvette stands out more because it was, you know, this and this and this, and it was all these things. And it was, you know, this, you know, beautiful car. But the younger sister said, but to me, it, but it was not European. It was not whatever. So therefore, it wasn't as fancy in her opinion. So both of these women now in their uh, early 50s, both were now looking at me and going, yeah, we haven't talked. And we haven't talked because 
of the fact that the two of them appeared to be in competition with each other for what? I have no idea. But the pressures that they put on each other and the pressures that they put on their family and the pressures that even in the state of living in long-term care that her father felt, their father felt, that pressure was ridiculous. And so the thing that I think is so interesting here is why people stay fighting for things. And the reason why they do is because coward of the county. No one wants to be the person to walk away and go, I've had enough. No one wants to walk away and go, you know what? I have my own opinion. No one wants to actually try to make amends or create explanation. And so it was funny. So these, these two sisters, I set them up for them to, to have to show up uh, together. And they didn't know that they were showing up together. But anyhow, so I had one in a conference room. And the normal way to walk into that, there was another uh, pocket door that rarely ever got used. And it kind of uh, blended in. And so people didn't really pay attention to the fact that door was there. But anyhow, I, I, so the door where the one sister was facing out so she could see people coming. And I came walking in that pocket door with her sister. Oh, there was a good little uproar that happened right there and then. And again, nobody wanted to be the coward of the county. Nobody wanted to go, hey, just hold on here. I can be different. I can, I can actually have a reason to fight for a bigger picture. And this is so badly what happens at this time of year. Guy a couple weeks ago, he's sitting here and he says, you know, I got dragged to this, I got dragged to that. My wife didn't want to go, my kids didn't want to go, nobody wanted to go, but... And I said, had to work out. Everybody was miserable. We fought in the car on the way there, we fought in the car on the way home, we fought for all these things. There is a time, folks, to take... And go, you know what? You want to call me a name? You want to call me the coward of the county? You want to do whatever? There is a time that it is better to do that for your own mental health, for your own sanctity. And to be honest about it. You don't have to be in someone's face. It's just about being honest. And there's there's a beautiful song. And, and I'm going to encourage you again, like I do with all these songs. Take the time to actually Google it, listen to the words, look at the lyrics, do whatever. A Reason to Fight by Disturbed. And this song, again, there are reasons to fight. But stop when you're doing this and rein yourself in and go, is this about, you know, what? And, and get honest about it. Because all too often, especially at this time of year, and I see it day after day after day with clients, and keep in mind, right, like I, I see people face-to-face, -face either through video or telephone or, or in person, you know, 40 to 50 hours a week. And then we do these podcasts on top of that. I get a lot of exposure every single week to people doing this pressure. This pressure of, well, we can't offend anybody. But what you're doing is you're offending yourself.
So remember what I was just saying, right? Those words. See it in your eyes, riddled with shame. And I said to the guy, I said, how did it work out? Oh, we fought, we fought. We're still fighting about it. And I'm like, why? Why? Those words, when there's nothing left inside, there's still a reason. And I see people tear apart their families. Like, I'm talking about a husband and wife and kids. Or, you know, couples of, of any connection tear themselves apart by trying desperately to appease. And at this time of year, folks... And I, I can tell you, historically, throughout the rest of January, February, I will see a lot of people who will be continuing to fight with the things and the demons that have occurred over the holidays because of that desire to try to desperately fit and try to desperately make peace. Yeah, peace. Sometimes the best peace is walking away. And there's an old saying, folks, good fences make good neighbors. Because there's no fighting over whose grass it is to cut. There's another beautiful old saying, and I, I mentioned it on Monday. Blood is thicker than water. But the fact is, again, the most important thing that needs to be is for you, for your mental health, to not get caught in this trap of trying to fight for people and try to fight for things where all it's going to do is stir up this demon inside of you for what? So, for everyone's mental health, please do me a favor. Don't get caught up in that trap of family pressures. Everybody have yourself a wonderful Thursday. And again... For Miss Sherry, Miss Rebecca, and myself, we wish you all a wonderful Thursday, and I look forward to chatting with everybody again tomorrow. Take care. So, everyone again, Black Sheep rebranded, and I am your host, Rick Sherwood, and again, thank you very much for tuning in, and again... As we always say, this is not a replacement for mental health. This is a conversation starter for you to maybe have yourselves a better life, look at things a little tiny bit differently, and approach your world and the people that you care the most about in your world a little tiny bit differently. And if they're not adding to your life, do not feel embarrassed or feel uh, that you are a coward for walking away. You have to be the front door to the information and the people who walk in and out of your life. So again, everyone, have yourselves a wonderful Thursday. And again, all the information here is copyrighted and we appreciate your feedback. So have a beautiful day. Chat soon.